0: Welcome to The Looper Podcast, a show where we make the rounds with interesting golf personalities. Here's your host, Eric Payton. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Looper Podcast. Uh, It's been a little while since we've released an episode, but I'm really excited about today's episode with Kate Smith. She is a professional golfer and also a graphic designer who specializes in making uh, golf-related content and logos um, so this was a really fun conversation and i hope you enjoy this conversation with kate smith
1: i'm kate smith i'm a part-time graphic designer on a full-time um, lpj slash symmetra tour playing pro, currently a rookie on the Symmetra Tour for 2022.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, My first question that we always like to start off with is, how did you get started playing golf?
1: Yeah, so uh, I kind of grew up in a golf family. My dad was a, is and was a PJ pro growing up. Um, So he worked at a private course and then um, eventually uh, bought a small par three in the Midwest. And um, he still works in the Midwest and uh, my brother and I kind of learned to play and cut greens and cut cups and um, lots of different stuff growing up. So definitely passionate about the game and um, really grateful for, you know, growing up in it like I did.
0: Yeah. So you you got uh, like hands on experience on the actual golf course. You were kind of like a staff member. Um, you said he bought a par three and then you and your brother kind of helped run it? Is that- yeah
1: so um, he was a, a pro in Connecticut um, at a private course and realized that the, the long hours he wouldn't be able to see us very often um, growing up so I was about um, five months old when we moved to Minnesota at the time I was an 18 hole par 3 um, anywhere from 100 yards to 210 uh, but the holes are kind of set up like par 4s because it's kind of for beginners so um, my brother and I had a a great experience, but yeah, a lot of work. I mean, we we probably had two or three other staff members besides like our family of four with my mom. So, um, you know, like dad would mow the greens, and uh, we would try to figure out whatever mower we could not break. That was the one <laughs> we could use. And um, like I said, yeah, like cutting cups, and um, definitely have a I think a bigger appreciation for different courses I get to go to now because I know. Oh my gosh like this is a lot to prepare this course for this tournament you know yeah so it was awesome
0: and and what course is that does he still work there
1: um it was called iron man golf course uh, unfortunately we uh i don't think my parents were ever out to make a lot of money so <laughs> it wasn't a great business uh in that sense so we we end up selling it and it's, it's no longer a golf course um hmm currently and uh he's at a, a public course in the same town now but it's crazy those courses are so popular now like par 3 short courses and at the time when we had it uh the golf business was kind of struggling
0: mm-hmm.
1: in that area so
0: yeah yeah um and so what point do you rem- remember in your childhood thinking about hey maybe i can go play in college or even maybe play pro
1: yeah um so I didn't really like it as much as my brother ever growing up, just because, I mean, we were around it so much, but uh, I played my first tournament when I was eight or nine, and um, I remember seeing my score, and then seeing older girls' scores, and okay, I'm pretty good at this, and then obviously you try to make the high school team, and we had a really successful high school team, so I was lucky to have good teammates, and um, I never really thought about playing professionally until like my junior senior year of college I mm. My whole thing was always just let's see if I could get better tomorrow You know see what kind of scores I could shoot and try to try to stay in the present as much as I could growing up
0: Yeah, so uh, one of the reasons that um, I first heard your name was because we both went to the University of Nebraska um, I was <laughs> quite a few years before you but um what was it that drew you to Nebraska? Like, why did you choose to play there?
1: Yeah. So, um, go Huskers. (laughs) Yeah. Go big red. It's a great university. Um, I, I loved it there. I, um, I grew up in Northern Minnesota. So trying to get recruited as most people know in the Midwest, like there's just a certain circle you feel like around you that you can't, you can't get recruited South of that circle. So, Mm. um, I kind of decided the big 10 would be, um, a great spot for me so looked at a lot of Big Ten schools and um, honestly Nebraska had a lot of academic um, scholarship I could get and um, obviously athletic scholarship so that was a factor it was like a perfect drive from home it was eight hours away I thought that was um, a good good spot and for me it was like going way down south I mean eight hours south of where I grew Mm -hmm. up. It was a lot warmer than I was yeah. used to. So, um, and then I think uh, most people have heard of how they treat their student-athletes. I mean, it's, it's crazy what they'll do for um, a person on the rifle team or a person on the golf team um, that is pretty similar to what they do for football players, basketball players. And I definitely tried to, you know, take advantage of that and um, use it to be a better golfer and a better student. And, yeah, I loved it. I, I can't say enough about
0: it yeah so was there something that like the the shift from or the jump from high school to college surprised you whether it's the level of competition or the intensity of the training or I- anything like that
1: um gosh probably everything <laughs> you know it's kind of yeah. you're kind of like a fish out of water um i think with golf though it's like the same from the jump from college to playing professionally now too it's like you think you're special in high school, you go to college, and everyone's special, so, Mm -hmm. like, what's the, what's the little thing that's gonna, um, you know, make you better than the field, so, um, I think length was kind of shocking, I mean, you're all of a sudden expected to hit a nine iron the same distance from the hole as a six iron, I mean, um, like, you're only hitting long irons all the time in college is what it felt like, so. Some of those things, I de- definitely time management. I mean, I you're busy from like seven a.m. to eight p.m. every day, mm-hmm. um, for the most part, which was it was a lot to take on. I was young for college, so I was seventeen going into college, and okay, yeah, I was like, whoa, this is this is a lot. I'm tired all the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Did you have a favorite course in Lincoln? Um.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, Firethorn. Uh, okay. It's yeah. It's kind of a love-hate relationship. I think. I think I yeah. took all four to five years of college trying to figure out how to play that course well. But yeah, it, it's a fun one.
0: Um, and for people listening, I th- it, that's a Pete die, right? Yes. It, oh yeah, the railroad
1: ties and everything.
0: Yeah. And then w- there wasn't. I don't think there was the. Is there an executive course or a second nine or or um. I mean, third nine or, or something like that that they've yeah. built recently. Was There's that while you were in college? Par three. Par three. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, it's been there. I don't know. It was something else before. It might have been a different course, or mm. but yeah, it's it's okay. a cool facility for sure.
0: Yeah, I think Nebraska, like the golf courses in Nebraska, it's kind of underrated. I've said to several people the collection of, of golf courses all over the state you know obviously there's sand hills um dismal um i worked at occ for a little while omaha country club um oh, yeah. which i think is a, a real good course you ever played there
1: i haven't gotten a chance to but i played a few in omaha that are they're great
0: yeah and then they've got that one i don't know if you've heard about it being built in uh, homer called landman
1: yeah landman's being built and um, um lost rail and then there's is there another one oh, yeah. um but yeah it's it's great my dark horse favorite is um a worry dunes out oh yeah past past carney is great great i mean the fact you can play a course that looks like that for 40 yeah. bucks and go um, home is like crazy
0: <laughs> yeah and i think that's a jim Eng course if i remember right um and we actually had jim Eng on the podcast a while ago so really um, <laughs>
1: that's great
0: if 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 i remember that right i'm pretty sure that's the one that it is um but iron horse is also out west a little bit that's a really great course if you've played yeah. there um, yeah
1: yeah lots of good but, ones for sure
0: yeah so is there something from uh your college competing time that really stands out as a hot highlight i know there's <laughs> there's some specific ones that we'll get into later uh that involves augusta but um as far as like playing for the university, is there? Was there one event or tournament or whatever that that stood out?
1: Yeah. Um, gosh. I mean, I had, I got to go to a lot of really awesome places. I think um, that it's kind of a cop out, but our last Big Ten tournament was really special, and um, I ended up winning individually. But I think it was so much. Um, more of, like, a, a fond memory because of where the team was at. I mean, yeah, we we never even sniffed regionals as a team. My first four years took a COVID year, and um, we ended up getting second at Big Tens, which is a really tough women's golf conference, and mm-hmm. um, kind of just to see all the players that I, you know, we all grew up together. It felt like a lot during COVID and just during our time in college, and um it was really special. It's had a great TPC course too, and the weather's always terrible. So, you, it takes a lot of grit to do well in the Big Ten tournament. So,
0: yeah, um,
1: it, it was a lot of fun.
0: What was the course?
1: Uh, TPC Rivers Bend um, in Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I, I noticed that you had won the Big Ten, and now was that what got you into the uh, women's national or women's amateur at Augusta?
1: Yeah, so, um, not really, if I, I'll, I'll try to make it quick, but it's quite yeah. the, quite the story. We come out of COVID, like lockdown COVID,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's nothing to play it. so like, okay, I'm going to drive from Minnesota to Texas. I'm going to play in the Texas open, see what happens. And like, what a weird field, like juniors, college players, um, like, I don't know if Stacey Lewis was playing. I feel okay. really good. LPGA players were there too because they didn't have anything to play in either. Yeah. So I make the cut. My world ranking goes crazy just because everybody's world ranking was like idle. Yeah. Uh, that gets me into my first USAM. I had never never been able to make it to the qualifier. Okay. But they did it off of rankings. Go to a first USAM. Um, make it into match play. Play pretty well. And then all of a sudden, I'm kind of on the radar for the Augusta event. You get an email, they're like, we're considering you. And I'm like, this is great. I got an email from Augusta. I don't care what else happens the rest of the year. That's great. (laughs) So um, I have a pretty good fall. um, Played in a couple, like, good events in Florida that winter. And then um, also kind of golf week, talked about my – graphic design an article, I felt like mm-hmm. I kind of was all of a sudden on the radar and I got my invite in January and I mean, that was crazy. And then you kind of have this like imposter syndrome of like, oh my gosh, like a year ago, no one knew who the heck I was and now I'm yeah. going to Augusta um, and then I ended up having a good <laughs> spring going to Augusta and then I came back from Augusta and then we had Big Ten. So I felt okay. like it was just... I was in the right place at the right time for like nine, ten months that yeah. I really enjoyed and got to play a lot of good golf.
0: Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. Um, okay, so the 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 USAM, where was that played at? And
1: um, Woodmont in, uh, in in Maryland, really close to DC, okay. Woodmont Country Club.
0: And and so you make they have indiv- era, the stroke play kind of qualifier and then they go into a match play correct
1: yeah so i was like 12 was I? either 12 or the 16 seed so um i played well in stroke play and then won my first match and then i believe my second match we went into two extra holes
0: okay.
1: um and she made birdie but it was it was such a good experience
0: yeah yeah so heading into augusta um i assume growing up that you're watching a lot of the masters and and paying attention to those sorts of things um seems like everyone does who loves the game of golf um so what were your nerves like going into the augusta women's amateur
1: yeah um i was honestly not that nervous because like that was the only tournament like that was my peak of like, you made goals, but that was like the goal for mm-hmm. probably three years once they um, made it out. So I think I was so happy to be there and um, be able to experience it with my family that I think I was the least nervous I'd ever been in a tournament because oh, really? I was, yeah, I mean, I, I teed off the first day and usually I have a lot of, I don't know, you can tell you're nervous in certain ways as a golfer where, where you warm up or how you sleep and stuff. And, mm-hmm. I felt great. I think just because I knew it was like such an opportunity, I didn't like want to waste any moments of it being unhappy or tense. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So you played pretty well the first day. Was was well? First of all, had had you been to Augusta before, even if just to watch the event, or or do you get any any practice rounds? I uh, had when I
1: was younger, and then, so how that w- event works is you play two days at um, Champions down the street, which is an amazing facility, and then you try to make the cut to play at Augusta, so oh, yeah. Um, yeah. they have a few of the events before, like, dinners and stuff at Augusta National, um, but you gotta make it through on a really tough course to even play Augusta, mm-hmm. um, so I had been there before, Um but not not in the way that not, not in the way that that was. I mean, you pretty much almost have all access to Augusta National for a couple days, uh, which is kind of crazy to even remember and explain to people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is there any anything specific that stands out to you um, as a as a great memory from uh, your rounds there?
1: Um, let's see. Like maybe I your favorite made, shot
0: or hole or, um.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess number nine, uh, I have like a five iron and you're on a really severe ball below your feet lie. Mm-hmm. And then the green is very tiny and slopes to the right as well. And so I'm like looking at it like with physics, this ball isn't gonna, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to keep it on the green with my spin rates and stuff. And I tried to hit this like big high cut and it, it stayed on the green and I two putted and I just was like, wow, what a golf hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. how demanding, you know? So I think that was, that was pretty special. Um I got to have my brother there, which I mean, I wouldn't,
0: hmm.
1: I wouldn't be the golfer. I would be without him. I mean, my parents were there too, but um he could literally walk, side by side down the middle of the fairway and
0: was he caddying
1: the, yeah he caddied for me okay. that week so uh that was that was pretty cool and then i also had a um a augusta caddy there so that was another memory i think i had one putt that was like 40 feet and i was like oh it's a foot out and he pointed to something like 10 feet out i said <laughs> oh okay sure <laughs> so i i hit it there and it went in and i was like wow yeah. you uh, you've been here for a while. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, a lot of local knowledge there.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, it was great.
0: Yeah, Huh. Um, so another thing that I I th- kind of brought you onto my radar, at least I I can't remember if it was this or the Augusta thing first, but was your um, I think you called them uh, logos under repair uh, that you did during college, um, mm-hmm. reimagining the logos of the courses that you played Um, how did that first come about because that seemed like it got quite a bit of traction like there were a lot of people oh yeah it was
1: kind of silly Um, unfortunately not to throw this course under the bus but my first tournament of the year last year was at Orange County National okay which I think is like a great facility and I've gone to it a few times for different things and I just hated their logo <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I wanted to put it out there and try to challenge myself to redesign it. And, um, I also hadn't been doing a lot of graphic design because I was adding on classes for my degree and said, well, I, you know, tweet them out and it'll, it'll keep me doing graphic design every couple of weeks. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it started as just, just that, but then it really got into like my routine at of playing a tournament because I kind of had to like research the course, like what makes the course special? Like who designed it? Um, you know, what's the history of the area? And, um, I felt like it was my way of like paying homage to the course before I started, Mm -hmm. um, which I think some people got it. I think other people were like, Oh, you ruined the logo. I'm like, no, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying any of them are bad. I just think, um some of them are you know I I think we've all seen some pad logos (laughs) yeah but it's interesting um there's just a lot of weight and like the image you put with a golf course Mm -hmm. um so it was it was an awesome project
0: yeah I, I mean I think golf course logos are so fun and and you know everyone goes to a new course and they buy some gear with the logo on it and um there's some really great ones and there's some really terrible ones. I I remember I've been to some, you know, great golf courses and I'm like, I want to buy some gear from the shop with their logo on it and then realize, well, their logo is terrible. So I don't really want to do that. Um, so, so (laughs) there's just so much potential and so much fun things that can be done with golf course logos. I think, um, were any of those courses, did any of those courses notice and maybe say, Hey, can you, can you redesign our logo? Because yours is a lot better than ours. Surprisingly, no. But okay. I also
1: didn't really try. Like I yeah. didn't. I made sure not to tag them, or because I, I definitely didn't want to be like, "Hey, this sucks," you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I got a lot of other business from it. Of like, yeah. Hey, we we want this. They would come into my Twitter DMs. So I was like, sure, and you know, and it was a good way to make a little bit of money going into like. The real world, so, right? Right. Um, it, it was it was fun.
0: So, what do you think of Augusta's logo? If, if <laughs> you know, it's it's classic and it's maybe memorable because of what it is. But uh, how would you maybe reimagine that one? Yeah, that's about
1: interesting. Because that? my dad hates it, and I'm like, how yeah. do you hate something that's so iconic? Yeah. Because like it's the same with, thing with like Nike. Like we don't really know what it is, but it's iconic and it looks good on stuff. So like, I think by the rules of like design, like yellow and green aren't the best color, you know, there's a lot of things that are like, Oh, um, but I do think it is good. Like, I think, um, my biggest thing is like, does it look good on a hat? You know, does it look good far away, but does it also like look good if you blow it up and put it on a sign, put it on, um, a scorecard, stuff like that. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, I think it's pretty good. I would love to see them do like a, an alternate logo. That's kind of my big thing is like mm-hmm. some of these courses have had such cool alternate logos that kind of, um, you know, let the membership or the, the people visiting kind of have like, Oh, like an option of, yeah. well, this is a cooler vibe, I think, but this is a little bit more old school. So yeah, I would hope sometime in the future they do an alternate logo just,
0: but. Yeah, and who knows? It it's hard to replace that one that I don't know the history of it, but it obviously's been around a long time and and uh and they they love tradition. I do like the logo they made for the women's amateur though. Um, which, oh, yeah. You know, that was kind of a, an opportunity for them to make a new logo. And and in my opinion that one's a lot better. But
1: um, Yeah, no, it's great. Well, and it's it's crazy to think about like their their branding guides and how you know careful they are with, but I mean it's such a historic brand that you know you gotta mm-hmm. protect it and make sure people are seeing it in the way they want. Yeah, they want it to be seen. So it's right. it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So are do you have plans to continue the uh, courses reimagined with your now pro planker?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I. I had a really cool thing come out of the Logos Under Repair that um, Shane Bacon, who's mm-hmm. on the golf channel, part-time golf channel, part-time Twitter aficionado, and yeah. now he's <laughs> he's going to run a business with me. So um, yeah. that's been really nice. So we're kind of doing it together and working with logos more, more behind the scenes than on Twitter. Yeah. Um, So I don't know what I'll do as far as like the Symmetra events. If I, if I get to a course and feel like I want to do one, I I might, um, I think towards the end of last year, it was a little difficult to like get to a course and also do the design and, you know, maybe do some other things I was supposed to be doing, but I I wouldn't be surprised if I did it again. Uh, it it was pretty fun.
0: So how did you get connected with Shane Bacon? I mean, is he a, is he a graphic designer too cuz i've never heard that from him but i knew you yeah. were you, this you, for for people he's, listening the business is the ground and repair designs correct
1: yes yeah. yep. um yeah i just kind of on the ground floor of it um he uh he's a logo nut and he's he's got a okay. good eye um i actually just reached out i'm a i was a big fan of listening to him and um max homa on their podcast i felt mm-hmm. like i listened to them for like I don't know what was it. It was a year and a half or two years, and um, Max won at Riviera, and then I got my first college win like that same week. So I just reached out and I said, "Hey, like, thanks for doing the podcast and like being so open about like how you guys think about golf because I feel like I've learned a lot more about like the game and competing through that." And Mm -hmm. um, then he kind of knew I was doing the graphic design. We uh, we stayed in touch and. Um, it's, it's been really fun. Uh, we've done a lot of logos for like, um, golf trips for people who want to,
0: mm.
1: um, kind of brand those. And, uh, it's, it's cool talking golf with anybody. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to meet people and, uh, through, through graphic design has been really a, a dream can tr- come true in itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like how you've combined the two. Um, I, I'm not an artist, but I, I can appreciate your designs and um, obviously the golf course logos and that sort of stuff. So it's, it's cool how you've combined those two passions into one and, um, and the, the ground under repair uh, designs, Instagram, everyone who's listening should go, go there and check it out. Cause um, there's some pretty cool logos on there. The, the ones you've done recently with tiger, are, I love those and tiger and Charlie. <laughs> Thank you. And, yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, let's let's kind of shift gears to now your professional playing career you said you didn't even think about really turning pro until late in your college career um so at what point like like what are your what are your goals right now since it's a relatively new um focus of yours if you've only only you know a couple years been uh thinking this was a possibility what are you working towards and what are you hoping to to accomplish
1: yeah, um, I've always been like a big goal setter. So yeah, this is kind of like a whole different set of goals that um, I've had to, you know, look into and really think of like, hey, what what do I want out of this? Because um, like, even though I have pretty good status on so much tour, like being on the L P J is a, a long ways away. Mm-hmm. Um, as for like, people on the Corn Ferry tour, it's kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so Honestly, I just want to keep golfing and getting better. <laughs> like that's really what it comes down to if I can, yeah. If I can cover my expenses and make a living um while I'm golfing, I, I I'll try to do that as long as I can. Um so that's kind of the start. Uh I would love to be on the LPGA someday. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think I mean Q School went pretty well. I was one shot off of going to Q Series, which is where they give out the LPGA tour cards, but,
0: okay.
1: um, I don't know if I was ready as like a golfer to be, uh, trying to get starts on that tour yet. So I'm really, really content to see, um, how so much tour goal goes, um, top 10 on the money list gets L P J cards. So okay. I think that's, that's a big focus of, um, you know, it's, it's a whole year of playing. So for me, it's more like just showing up every week and being consistent making cuts and trying to be in contention is kind of where I have my my sights set
0: mm-hmm. and you have uh full exemption on Symmetra do you have any are there any exemptions to any other um events outside of that
1: uh not really um yeah I should have full on Symmetra um what I'm learning about every tour though is like it's all a priority list so Mm-hmm. Um, you're a number and hopefully that number is within within the field um so I'll be doing some metro events I'm going to go down in a couple weeks and do a couple Monday qualifiers for LPGA events in Florida okay. so it'll be a, a long year of just some metros and trying to go Monday qualify if if the time works out and if I'm in the right area
0: yeah yeah so when's your next event that you're planning? coming up here. yeah
1: i'm playing um the 17th through the 19th and uh it's called the east coast women's tour just a mini tour event to mm. kind of shake the rust off and then um the 24th i should be in the monday qualifier for the Gainbridge bridge and boca okay that's an lpj event
0: yeah so you're you're uh traveling all over the place is there somewhere where you're kind of stationed um like your home course right now
1: yeah, I um I moved down to Galveston, Texas. Okay. Which is uh an island south of Houston. They got two golf courses here, one private, one public, and mm-hmm. I uh I work in the shop from now and then in the at the public course and teach some clinics there and it's like number 6 uh public course in Texas. I kind of got lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's it's a really fun spot and um Growing up, how I did at a public course, I I feel like I'm I'm at a good spot to get better and uh, be in the warmth too, so that's good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking out my window here in Des Moines, and it's like negative ten, and we've got a couple inches of snow. So I think you made a good decision. <laughs> I'm sure Minnesota's yeah. not any uh, not any warmer than here.
1: Yeah, I think i am banned from sending my parents pictures of the golf course yeah, uh, yeah. for these months. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've seen you post a couple and thinking, wow, that seems like it's a really long ways off for us up here. <laughs> right. So I'm a hard to guys. imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so is, is there somewhere specific um that you are a golf course that's that's on your, your bucket list to play? Um, whether it's in an event or just on your own, that, that you've always really wanted to get to.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I got I got plenty because it's interesting being, um, playing competitive golf. You like play a lot of cool courses, but then you don't really take quote unquote golf trips. So, mm-hmm. um, I think Banded Dunes is kind of a, a hot hot topic right now, and yeah, it looks awesome. I'd love to go. Um, Aaron Hills for Growing up in Minnesota, mm. I haven't been to Aaron Hills. Mm-hmm. So I think those two are kind of on the the forefront. Um, I know a lot more about Midwest golf than I do Texas golf, so I haven't really – I don't even know where I could go within the state of Texas. But yeah. I think Bandon and Aaron Hills um, and probably Sand Valley are okay. kind of up there. I've been to, been to Piners a couple times, and I could always go back there. It's,
0: it's yeah. a lot of fun. So Uh, A couple of my college buddies and I went out to Sand Valley um, last year. I think it was 20, well, 22 years ago, 2020. And it's definitely worth the trip. It's uh, a little isolated. And um, have you done Prairie Club?
1: No, I haven't done either Prairie Club or Sand Hills in Nebraska. It's a shame.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Prairie Club, we were just there in September and that place is unbelievable. So if you, (laughs) Sand Valley and Prairie Club, I can, I can, uh, endorses as something that you'll love if you when you yeah, get there and
1: sand valley has a par three course right
0: yeah they've uh what do they call that the the sandbox or something
1: yeah it's like uh, a
0: it's almost like a putting course um okay where they there's it's it's a par three but you can actually like putt from the t-box to the green oh, fun! so um yeah. Do you and, have and,
1: any uh, any trips planned this this 2022?
0: Um, we're we're trying to get something together. We try to do one every year um, with all my college guys. Um, so that's been our two is Sand Valley and Prairie Club recently. But we don't we're not really sure about the next one. And bandon has been on the on the list. That's <laughs> just a little bit further away. That's difficult. Um, Payne's Valley Tigers Course in Missouri's been talked oh, about yeah. and at Big Cedar Lodge, uh, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is is there a course that you have as your favorite logo? Mm. Oof, that's
1: tough. Um, I spent some time in Florida growing up. My we had some family down there, and my dad got to play MacArthur a couple times. Mm. Um, so he would always bring back. I ha- he brought back this bright pink hat, which um, MacArthur used to be a. Uh dairy farm. So the logo is just a milk bottle. Okay. I think it's so cool. <laughs> so yeah. I think that one's always a a special place in my heart. I'm trying to think of um other ones. Like 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 you said, the Anwa logo was pretty pretty great. Pinehurst has has good good memories for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of um any others. I have some pebble stuff and some Tory stuff um, okay. yeah. I'm not I'm not uh you know emotional about those I think there's a lot of trees I like the yeah I like the quirkier logos when I see them I'll try to try to grab those when I can
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah the ones that are a little bit different that are you don't see repeated over and over again are just a variation Absolutely. of the same thing oh whistling yeah.
1: whistling's a great logo
0: oh yep that and I think one. they
1: do a lot of cool alternate logos too. So they, mm-hmm. um, they do it, they do it well. So yeah. those, are, those are a couple.
0: Yeah. Nice. Um, well, the question I always like to wrap up with, with people is what's your favorite course you've ever played for you? I think, well, I'll, I'll just hear your answer first and then <laughs> may, may, uh, change the question a little bit, but what's your favorite course you've ever played?
1: Uh, Yeah, I wish, I wish I could throw the world for a curveball, but um, it's, it was definitely Augusta National, and not, what was surprising for me was it, like, wasn't because of the condition, or, you know, the pomp and circumstance, or how special it was, like, it was by far the best design, like, most fun, like, it demands every shot in the bag you have, Mm -hmm. you know, draws, cuts, like short game every single shot and so that that was that was why it was great
0: yeah so what would be your second favorite of all time
1: yeah Ooh. okay um hmm i one i feel like i need to play play more golf courses <laughs> <laughs> um oh Sadakoi club in um northern california we had a college tournament there hmm. um this last year and I can't remember what one as a team. It was like plus 40 or plus 30 or something. Okay. It was the hardest course I ever played, but so fun. Just on the side of a kind of hill, mountain, yeah. and um, just extremely difficult. But it was, it was really fun.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, how can people um, follow you, keep up with what you're doing, um, basically your social media stuff and... Um, any other way that they can follow you and and watch what you're doing?
1: Yeah, um, I think all my Twitter and my Instagram is ninety
0: um, nine Kate underscore Smith. Uh,
1: so that's that's where I kind of keep everybody up to date. And then um, yeah, the the GUR um, dot design account on Instagram is where we're we're putting our um, logos from the company so yeah I, I try to try to keep everybody updated on my socials as best as i can the the good bad and the ugly so yeah. yeah i appreciate anybody that wants to follow along and hopefully i'll uh i'll be in most of the Symmetra events so look on those leaderboards i hope i hope i'm towards the top not the bottom but we'll
0: yeah. yeah. awesome awesome we'll be we'll be cheering you on and we we thank you for being on the show it's been awesome
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, have a happy 2022.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and rate The Looper wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Looper Podcast. Talk to you next time.